with bees dying at record rates. These beekeepers are protesting against German chemicals giant Bayer and its insecticides. We're the victims. We provide a huge service to society. Our bees pollinate food crops, and this is the thanks we get. For decades, studies around the world have highlighted the dangers of certain insecticides, something Bayer was keen to hush up. They wanted to keep it secret. They didn't want to publicize something which would be damaging for the company. The aim was to stop the debate so they could carry on making money. These insecticides, known as neonicotinoids, have earned billions for the company. A case of placing earnings over ethics. What isn't normal is breaking the law, concealing facts. How influential is the Bayer Group? And did the authorities fail to exercise proper oversight? Welcome back to Poison for Profit. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Coming back to you guys with another main episode. We're going to be talking about some plastic containers, neonicotinoids, and suing the EPA. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get into the plastic containers with Zach to start this episode off. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, so it's been a while since we talked about PFAS, right? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think what the last thing we talked about. When they set the limit, maybe? I think either that or they're debating the limit. And Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, there. for anybody who didn't know, there are some lawsuits in the pipeline against PFAS manufacturers. And I guess maybe we should also remind everybody what PFAS are. They are uh, per-alkyl fluoral substances. Per-fluoral alkyl substances. Yep. Per- and poly-fluoral alkyl <laughs> substances. Uh, yeah. And they are compounds that are, I guess, give things the properties like... Non-stick. Non-stick. Uh, they're in firefighting foam, things like that. They just have certain Microwave properties. Microwave right, as well. Like microwavable meals, I believe. Oh, yeah, and in, in plastic containers, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Water-resistant clothes, things like that, yeah. So uh, they are linked to various forms of cancer, liver disease, and, and, and just a bunch of really bad health outcomes and, and conditions. But there is a settlement being negotiated in uh, suits b- between PFAS manufacturers and various local governments and Chemours, DuPont and Cortiva have reached tentative agreement in principle of $1.19 billion with these cities and towns. Uh, interesting thing about that is those are all subsidiaries of Dow DuPont. If, I guess if you can call DuPont a subsidiary of Dow DuPont, it is. Uh, <laughs> but Chemours actually is seemingly has been created for the sole purpose of divorcing DuPont from this PFAS liability. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, $1.19 billion from those three entities. I was just going to say that is not a lot of money. It sounds like it's, a lot of money, but it is just not a lot for those three companies specifically who got to be yeah. in billions. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And, and, for as widespread and as many people as PFAS affects, it is. It doesn't even come close, in my opinion. Right. Th- 
3M, however, has reached a tentative agreement for what's reported as at least $10 billion, which is, you know, from just 3M, it's a little better, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But 3M is like the the number one manufacturer of these substances. And there's one financial research company that estimated that litigation for this would cost 3M up to $140 billion. So yeah, I mean like $140 billion versus $10 billion, it's, uh, it's kind of a no-brainer there, right? Right. I was just going to say, I just always feel like we're very often reaching for the settlement to this when we don't even really know how widespread this problem is. Like they're still doing a lot of testing on public water supplies. Something in my field that I'm aware of, they're testing shellfish. So to see if oysters and quahogs are affected by this, which more than likely they are. So it's very hard to know how widespread this is. How do you even come up with this number to decide, oh, they 3M owes $10 billion and that's going to be able to, I don't know, provide a filter? What, like, I don't know. I just feel that we are getting them off the hook before we've even come close to figuring out what they're on the hook for. Right. Yeah. And and there are studies that have shown that there's PFAS in the the blood of virtually every American, probably every person in the world. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the PFAS is, is almost omnipresent everywhere in the world. And um, the nature of the compound is, they call them forever chemicals. They don't break down. So yeah, this this problem that we have, and and I know 3M has kind of said they're going to stop making certain PFAS. I don't know if it's all PFAS or just PFOA by the end of 2025, but I mean, there's 15,000 different compounds that fall into this category. I have a hard time believing that uh, $11.2 billion <laughs> is going to cover <laughs> uh, what what it takes to clean this problem up. Yeah, you can only I can only agree with that, especially because I feel like we've only really been focused on what maybe ten of those chemicals, not anywhere near. I mean, there's really only two big ones, <laughs> right? That get any coverage. Yeah, this is so. This uh, settlement does not include any lawsuits that would result from environmental damage or personal injury from people who are already ill from being exposed to PFAS. This is just from municipalities uh, that have been contaminated essentially by by these factories. Okay, which is still just like nowhere near enough because now they're going to have to have a specific filter to get these PFAS out of their water supply before it goes to, you know, me and you. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of what the number was in this article. Let me see. There was an estimate for how much it would cost water utilities to implement those kind of controls. Oh, yeah. $772 million annually for water utilities. Jesus. Many utilities say that they expect the cost to be much higher. I mean, you should be able to, I mean, that's a lot of money for annually for water utilities. Right. Um, But that's all the more reason to like get it from these companies that continue to pollute. And meanwhile, like there's still products being made with these all the time. And there's different routes of exposure than drinking water. Like plastic containers we were talking about still being made with PFAS and they leach PFAS at 3 million times the allowable drinking water limit. That's insane. 
and this is like the so this is plastic containers. This is kind of like the hungry man I was talking about earlier. Yeah, the, the yeah, TV like, dinner. Like, <laughs> and like takeout containers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is, I mean, for one, you're probably eating pretty bad food to begin with, and then you're also getting a nice dose of PFAS on top of that. You just can't win, really. That that's just terrible. Yeah, definitely. And then there's still so there's still some this uh, settlement doesn't cover everything that's in the pipeline at this point. Like I said, it doesn't uh, cover lawsuits from environmental damage or personal injury that exists already. So there are some lawsuits in the pipeline and there's one in South Carolina that starts or maybe it has started already. Uh, It's coming very soon. That is kind of being seen as a, a test case for lawsuits to follow. All right, now Nick is going to tell us about neonicotinoids. Is that how you say it, by the way? Neonicotinoids? I think, I think okay. so. Yeah, I think that that's pretty spot on. So, yeah, Zach, it, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be talking about neonicotinoids, and I'm going to call them neonics uh, for the rest of the episode, so that way I don't fumble over my words. <laughs> but our favorite environmental agency the epa is being sued over the failure to regulate neonics so these are coated seeds that are being still produced with neonics that uh, are getting planted on over 150 million acres of cropland each year in the united states so why is this a problem first off neonics they are extremely harmful to bees i think everyone has heard at this point save the bees uh we have to you know plant pollinator gardens we have to do everything we can don't mow up your uh, leaf litter in your yard to help protect the ground bees these specifically uh neonics are a insecticide that targets these ground insects that mostly probably is like a locust or a grasshopper that's feeding on the crop the farmer wants to get rid of that they they put out neonics this is causing mass die off of honeybees but as well as ground nesting bees which actually account for about 70 percent of all bees uh, it's kind of like the ones most people don't think about a lot of people think oh bees honey uh, it's actually there's only like one species or two species maybe that actually produce honey a lot of bees uh, nest underground and they don't produce honey but they're still extremely important for pollination and a huge part of the ecosystem yeah so this is this is related to coated seeds and this isn't what they're spraying correct so that's okay that's what they're focusing on in this uh lawsuit which was filed by the center for food safety and pesticide action network north america yeah so these are coated seeds it uh the neonics can be sprayed so that is also another potential way but that's the only way that the EPA is currently regulating neonics. So that's why they are going after the EPA in this lawsuit. So currently. So, I mean, like neonics, obviously there's a a target species, right? And it's not bees. So this affects a lot of different species and a lot of different levels of the ecosystem. Uh, I saw somewhere that birds even can be affected by uh, neonics especially these seeds right because they're coated so you know the birds eat the seeds 
and it kills the birds essentially right. yeah oh so like the biotech companies that create these seeds a lot of them kind of tout them as a really good way of reducing uh, pesticide use right but i mean this is still reaching these these other species even if it's not being applied as like uh, a liquid you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and so that's actually something mentioned in this article uh is that most of the exposure that is really affecting bees and birds, as Zach was talking about, is actually coming from when they're planting the seeds. So the machinery that they use, the cedar, it's generating a dust, basically, of the neonics. So that dust then is getting spread through the wind, through waterways, through the air, and causing this death in the bees, butterflies, birds, everything that we've been talking about. Again, I think, like Zach was talking, these companies are saying this is, this is safer. This is a coated seed. They just put it in the ground. This pesticide stays right there. It's not the case when you actually put it out into practice. Right. And and the EPA is getting sued for this. And I think it's rightfully so i don't think you know lawsuits against government agencies always really work out all that well i mean at what point do you kind of i don't know it doesn't seem like the the fingers being pointed at the right people here right the epa pesticide office is probably one of the more maybe the most like corrupt office within the epa anyways because there you know there is certain air and 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 water i think they at least try to do their job with like the little power that they've actually been given but like the pesticide office they'll just seemingly uh register anything right um and it'll just go onto the market until you know decades of data come back saying that something's dangerous and even then it doesn't always change anything so this is kind of a uh I'm not sure EPA has been sued for anything like this before or successfully at least. So it's not successfully. Yeah. So that same group, that CFS, the center for food safety is in the past brought this to them. They've petitioned um, and sued in the past. So that's something I was going to bring up is in 2017, they actually were petitioning to get this loophole closed. So they've been at this fight for a long time. This has been something that EPA has been aware of. Um, and as actually part of uh, a settlement earlier in a CFS case, uh, the EPA was required to complete a biological evaluation for three uh, major neonic active ingredients. Uh, and they actually found that these neonic insecticides are likely ad- uh, likely to adversely affect up to 66 to 75% of endangered species in the United States. So right there, they are recognizing that these pesticides are affecting endangered species, yet they are not taking the right steps to actually protect them. Uh, that to me is just blatant, blatantly not doing your job. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then another story I think... Uh, I mean, you won't be happy to hear, but this is pretty crazy. <laughs> this came from these uh, pesticidal seeds. Is in Mead, Nebraska, in twenty twenty one. There was an ethanol plant that was using these coated seeds as feedstock to produce ethanol, and it 
the pollution that was caused by this was causing just widespread health health problems for that town, uh, including throat irritation, nosebleeds, infections, and ongoing health problems for them. These, these pesticidal seeds. <laughs> they were using coated seeds for ethanol. Well, yeah. That makes no sense. I know. I, I don't <laughs> get it at all. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't get too much into that paper, but I was reading it and I was like, how? Like, why? Like, it makes zero sense at all. I don't know. It makes know. like, I would assume coated seeds cost more it's got also. to right <laughs> i don't know what the hell that does yeah it's like on so many levels that makes no sense yeah but yeah i mean i guess it, it does illustrate how it's dangerous to even humans yeah <laughs> it's wild <laughs> at the end of the day we just are really hoping the epa will one day do its job <laughs> yeah uh, and and i yeah like i said the pesticide office is kind of where i have the least faith in um <laughs> I don't even know if I could call it like faith. It's just like, because faith, having faith, I think kind of uh, insinuates like they're trying to do something, but this is just like total corporate control. Yeah. All right. That's our episode for tonight. Kind of a shorter full length episode, but we got through it. Articles will be linked in the show notes along with our social medias. Follow us, send us articles, anything else. And just thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time.